0: You are listening to Kansas City Podcast Network, talent-driven, FCC-free. Check out our show lineup, videos, events, and more over at kcpn.org. The Voices of Kansas City, unfiltered. I'm back. I wonder how many weird, awkward starts. To this podcast i can get in one season um welcome into gat chats episode two with your girl gat aka gracie and terrell if you missed episode one what the fuck are you doing like it's been one episode and you're gonna quit caring already that's really sad y'all i've been waiting four months to get my network in order and to feel comfortable uh starting to create content making sure that everyone else was taken care of we've had some hiccups we've had some bumps in the road we've had some people leave whatever it's cool basically what i'm trying to do is figure out where we fit in and during the middle of a pandemic your girl started a media company that is featuring podcasts and production stuff the production stuff is coming the equipment is coming if you build it they will come right Unless it's during a pandemic. Nah. Um, we've had incredible luck here at Kansas City Podcast Network being able to create content remotely. Um, we have a bunch of incredible creative talent on the network. And if you haven't checked it out already, please do. I know you guys are here for me because I'm so gosh darn charming, right? Now, let's be real. You guys are all here for Janet. So what, what we're going to be doing today is talking to my moms. This woman is a saint. She is a legend. If anyone tries to fuck with her I'll kill them. That's not a threat. So don't fuck with my mom. Uh my my family in general, that's the one thing I get violent over. I used to get violent over everything. I mean, I let's be honest. My last bar fight was in like June. So whoops. Whoopsie daisy. Um but no, so my mom is on the show today. A lot of people have been wondering when she was gonna make her appearance, but let's get let's get some one thing straight, okay? This is not my mom coming on the show to talk about what a mess I am. She's not coming on as a comic relief. You know, before when I was full-blown gap mode, all we wanted to do was perpetuate this character constantly. Um, running amok, being a disaster, uh, telling all the funny drunk stories, and, but hey mom, remember when you partied with me in college? Woo! Nobody gives a fuck about that, right? If I'm doing a series, like I said, if you missed the first episode, um, I'm doing this first season of Chats as a way for, and this sounds incredibly egotistical, but for me to be asked constantly, what's your story? tell us about you i'm just like i don't want to i want to have an archive which like i said sounds incredibly egotistical and vain of just who i am as a person how i got to be where i am today um me talking with my hands where does that come from i'm not italian sorry if you're not watching the uh video you should be but all i do is talk with my hands and shake my head a lot it's fun um but that's not, this is not the podcast where we're like, ooh, yeah, it was a drunken mess. It's no fucking, I can outdrink literally anyone I've ever met. On a good day where I've had adequate rest before, I know recovery hydration therapy will be there the next day. If you guys don't know about recovery hydration therapy, please look them up. They are cures to the common hangover. They, they save you. They will revive you after marathons if people still run those. Is it COVID friendly? I don't fucking know. Does it look like I run marathons? Absolutely not. Um, as long as I know that I'll be okay the next day, and as long as I'm not driving, I don't give a fuck. Like, let's go. You wanna you wanna keep going till four o'clock in the morning? I can do that, and it's natural. I don't need cocaine to be crazy. I mean, it helps, but I don't do that shit anymore. Okay, we're not we're not going into that. This is where a normal producer would step in and be like, shut the fuck up. Why are we talking about this? Um, I'm telling you not to do it. It, Cocaine is for depressed people, let's be real. Um, If you have the opportunity to have a conversation with your parents, like, on the record, documented somehow and they get to say things like, I'm proud of you, which I'm not saying my mom said that, but she said that. Do it, absolutely do it, because the only thing that I wish I had more of was stories from my grandparents' perspective and knowing more about them from their mouths. And video, we're in a day and age where we can, uh, you know, literally document everything I think, I think I don't need to go into detail on that one. Literally everything is documented. That would be cool, right? So I get into a little bit of that idea in the podcast. We're talking like my growth and development and how I've changed as a person, right? Because a lot of you know me as this like ball-busting, abrasive, like, bitch, I'll cut you, do not get in my way type of woman. And while I still am that woman, so don't try me i'm very much i've faced death i've gone through hell and back domestic violence sexual assault everything that you can imagine would drag somebody down and pull them into the depths of not bouncing back don't worry i can compartmentalize things i can compartmentalize We talked about my speech impediment. Y'all know what the drill is. Like, I'm not trying to hide it. Maybe the fact that I am stuttering means I need to slow down a little bit and actually tell this and give it the right amount of, uh, you know, time and respect. These subjects are not easy, right? So my mom knows I've been through all this, and she's been by my side through a lot of it, whether she knew that what was going on or not and uh i wanted to show the softer side of janet you guys see her on social media she acts up don't let her fool you she's like i'm shy i don't like the camera but you know what it's funny when she gets to roast me she sure fucking loves that camera so my mom gets to talk about what the questions that you guys ask are definitely being answered Um, And she also goes into a little bit about what it's like being my mom, what it's like raising me, how her views on what I do have changed, a little bit of her background. So it's fun, okay? So it kind of jumps here and there. Um, Two people with ADD, one diagnosed, the other one, what's the fucking point? She's like 70. She's 65. She's 22 i uh, what's the what would be the point of putting a fucking 60 year old on adderall like at that point you would just be like maybe don't take this because it'll fuck with your heart uh because she's always like maybe i need it and i'm like eh. anyways i'm not going to talk about my mom's health we talked about mine we talked about how i've been in and out of weird health problems my whole life but how i better than ever i'm healthier than ever and you know, this was a big leap of faith. My mom has never wanted to do a podcast of mine in the past, mostly because she's never liked what I've done, right? She's always known I can do better. She's always known that I don't need all these uh, counterparts, to so to speak, um, to uh, really shine my light and share my message. I don't. I don't need that. I always thought I needed somebody else. You know what? Funny story. I'm more than enough, right? So, it was a really a therapeutic conversation to have with her. My mom is my best friend. Uh, my dad is my best friend. And even though they're divorced and they ruined my childhood, I'm just trying to milk. Like, because when you're 32, you don't get Christmas presents, right? So, I'm trying to make them feel guilty. Like, it doesn't work anymore. They don't give a fuck. Um, So, like, when your parents still get along, they still are the best of friends. They work together. My stepdad is very well aware of how much time and energy my mom spends here with me um, and with uh, my family and the business here. So it's just, it's funny. You know, and she's the world's best momager. Um, We don't talk about raw chicken gate, but she's still really mad that I have that Instagram photo up. So sorry, mom, I'll try to do better, but will I? Uh, hearing her tell a couple stories I'd never heard before, uh, like the one where she tells me um, that like when she knew that I was going to be a handful, the story I don't ever think I've heard before, um, pretty funny, you know, and she she really has just always been that rock in my life, so I'm excited for you guys to meet her, without further ado, the one and only... The queen in my life, my mother, Janet Terrell Jubb. Speaking of exhausting, I'd like to welcome in my mother. Isn't that a great transition? Um, Moanly. Speaking of exhausting, <laughs> you better have a drink. I can't Here's talk. Here's to the show. Here's Cheers. to gadgets. Uh, your daughter finally got her shit together and started her podcast back up. How does it feel? Number two. Number two uh, first is the worst which is obviously me oh. second is the best Here my we go. mom um, a lot of people have questioned if I was raised by a pack of wolves <laughs> No <laughs> not quite um, no it's, it's it's weird though I was not always gat. we we little me was a lot I would say more uh, reserved calm shy, weird really weird kid not that weird not that weird no not at all but this isn't about me okay maybe it needs to be it need, it, <laughs> a little bit um you are not from like born and raised kansas city where are you from north of dayton ohio yeah
1: you're Raced not gonna get the
2: actual place west mountain there ohio. we go <laughs> no one will know where that She's is She's got
0: levels it's okay so west <laughs> mountain ohio a uh, small town obviously three thousand maybe what made you come to kansas city
2: went through high school and no trade went out in the business world and worked somewhere for five years Yeah, you hustled a lot yeah but you know I started went with this company that ended up having profit sharing so um, I got my five years and was vested and I took that money and I wanted to go to Colorado to ski and made it to Kansas City I had a girlfriend here so We are going to move in together, and I was going to work here and make my way to
0: Denver. So was this like the Oregon Trail that you were on? or (laughs) I-70. I-70, you asshole. I was wondering when the first teeth-gritting response was going to happen. Um, But Kansas City is obviously for lovers, because you fell in love with my
1: father. (laughs) I'm sorry, I couldn't even say that with a straight face. We
0: might need to take a margarita break. It's been three minutes, folks. We have a long
2: way to go, but we could move along a we little We could move along.
0: I'm just trying to keep people up to <laughs> yes, speed. Yes, yes, yes. This
2: is where you Yes. Where'd you meet my dad? In Westport. At the Buzzard. Buzzard. <laughs> I the Buzzard. Know. Don't um, hold it against me.
0: No, I was most recently at the Buzzard. It was not open till four, uh, which really makes me happy because I don't know the type of people that would hang out there in the mornings it could be a little bit terrifying um,
2: at that time it was more of a cheers place where rugby players soccer players so not a then, sketch yeah probably not when's the I last have time you've know... been
1: back there oh, heavens
0: we'd have to take we have to take you no now. i don't think we have so. to go get it i it'll have be, no desire it'll be like the full circle healing of the buzzer no i'm done i'm over <laughs> I'm what if so I have my wedding reception there? No. <laughs> I'd have to get married first. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so you're you're in Kansas City, clearly madly in love. I mean, just, you get to have me, oh, yes. um, so I'm around. We don't you have to go through the, like, going down the memory lane. If you could go back and talk to your, like, 20-year-old or 30-year-old self, what would you tell them? Like, in life advice, uh, warnings, to bet on games, I don't know. Wow, my twenty-year-old self. Twenty or thirty—I don't know which. Yeah, whichever one was more 30, tumultuous. Yeah.
2: Because your dad and I was—they were—we were married like eight years before we had kids, so right. we did traveled and uh, moved to Colorado, moved back, and um, life was good. I mean, it was fun and had a good time whenever we wanted. And but tell, what would I tell myself? How well, I don't know. I didn't get serious about a career till I was. 32 i mean nothing really fell into place and then i had you at well, 33. i didn't get
0: serious about my career until 32 either yeah, so exactly What's
2: so yeah so why am i giving
0: you grief i yeah, don't know exactly oh because i might trigger you a little bit uh-oh, uh-oh. uh-oh. don't make the same mistakes I did. Tarot coming through oh my god uh, but funny. you've been putting up tarot for a very long time yes like it has not been easy uh all of the 80s you had Mm -hmm. just one of us around uh then the and now you're stuck with one of us at all points um so really telling yourself something along the lines of like hey slow down or hey uh don't worry so much about friendships or did you have fear of missing out before social media was there any like people take pictures and they're like look what all the fun we had at this party and you're like why wasn't i invited
2: Oh no. I mean there was there was your home phone and that was it. I mean I obviously I, I worked at Bell and and had the phone to carry around but everything was for business. So truly on the weekends you truly had your weekends. And what was dating like in the 70s and 80s though? I did not date. Cuz you just worked. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I met your dad. Yeah.
0: Like, like 70s, because I just imagine it's like 70s. Saturday Night Live, oh, you're just sleeking around in like telephone oh, and like booth stations and be like, hey, is so-and-so there? And you have to like track down people. Oh,
2: yeah. You have to make plans the week before to meet up with everybody on the weekend. And I hung around with groups of people, which was more fun, um, but, but dated within that group. But you'd go off and go to hydroplane races or, you know, all kinds of stuff. Covered so. a wagon
0: racing. Oh, shit. Land runs. <laughs> Are you kidding <laughs> me? <laughs> we just went and we, oh. we threw sticks in the fire and yeah. saw which one left.
2: <laughs> really? <laughs> I, went to really? concerts. I mean, you know. We yeah. Did all con- you, know. you loved
0: music. Yeah. I so did. that's why you don't like listening to classic rock now. I made you listen to no. it so much. But yeah. this woman, don't get it twisted, poisoned me with Don Henley, oh. Jackson Brown, Fleetwood Mask, like... Tusk prison. It was all, like, good music, though. Like, at yeah. the core of it. It wasn't anything terrible. But it just, like, made me laugh how... What was it? Pink Floyd was your first concert? Close. I think the
2: Bee Gees, originally. But, yeah, that didn't count. That yes, was like... It does. A,
0: that's, <laughs> that's a huge name. Oh, just the fucking Bee Gees.
2: Well, it was like a high school thing where y'all went out together, you know, date and went down to the convention center and sat in your little
0: seat and... It was totally. Do you remember when I called you from Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, and I had just met Joe Gibbs of Joe Gibbs Racing when I was down there doing job interview stuff, and I thought he was Barry Gibbs, (laughs) and I told someone that I met Barry Gibbs, and they are like- Why would you you meet... Okay, then they're like, sweetheart, you are in Charlotte, North Carolina. You are, like, Speed TV interview. Uh, You met Joe Gibbs, not Barry Gibbs. (laughs) And so here I am, this, like, sports trivia, thinking that I know everything. I meet Joe Gibbs, who's won Super Bowls with the Washington football team. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, I just met Barry Gibbs, you guys. Like, his name is on the fucking building. But anyways, I digress. You got to see the Bee Gees. Was it when they were super... Famous or, I don't, I don't know. remember. Yeah. I
2: really don't. Was it, was it just, just a like, blur? Yeah. I mean, I just know I was there. I remember who I went with. Yeah. Sit down, folding chairs. And then you go to Pink Floyd concert, the next one, in the stadium right off. In Cleveland, right? Yeah, Lake Erie. Before Cleveland had it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Money had just come out, the album, Ooh. and uh, talk about having your eyes wide open it's it was cool
0: i had a teacher in sixth grade you remember him very well oh, yeah. mr long obsessed with pink oh,
2: that's right
0: um he also i don't think this would fly nowadays i'm i'm just gonna mm. put that out there are you good to talk don't, about <laughs> no i don't think you could show vietnam war photos like shows yeah. in classrooms anymore he showed us pictures of him in Vietnam, and we're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> or the slaughterhouse. Or the slaughterhouses. <laughs> and then he's the person who taught me how to meditate. No he way. Was, so we went out, Trailwood, like, Trailwood doesn't look anything like it did when you and I were there, oh, obviously. right, All right. Um, but we were out in the playground, and he was like, okay, everyone, sit in a circle, be quiet. Focus on one noise only and focus on that for five minutes. And so I heard a cricket, so I focused on the cricket. I learned right then and there how powerful it was to slow your mind down and how at ease I felt after that. But I think you started my kookiness. I don't know. He could
2: have, but you needed it probably. Probably. So would you go back
0: and tell yourself not to do as much LSD? Would you go back and tell yourself not to do (laughs) that?
2: Man, he just went. Old. We got to we got to answer the question sometime, <laughs> Janet. Hello, hello. It's a simple question. I would tell myself stay on the same course. I mean, things wouldn't be where they were today. You know, where they are today. Mm-hmm. And
0: I don't think I'd change anything. Yeah. It's kind of hard, too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. We're one of those families, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I dig that, though. And that's it. Like, success can be defined by many different parameters. I feel like um, our families have ebbs and flows of different times in our lives where we're all doing really well. We're all all over the place. Um, But we're always there for each other, even though (laughs) I'll pick fights with you on the internet. (laughs) How does that make you feel? (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's part of being more mindful and being more aware of your surroundings. I feel like our relationship has improved and gotten so much better Mm -hmm. over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think people really believe me when I say that I was like a a shell of myself for a few years. Oh my gosh. I just wasn't the same. Um, And having people that know me really well, know where I can be when I do feel loved and secure and safe and I'm healthy and I'm happy and I can be at my best. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's anyone, anyone can feel great when they actually have all those needs being met. Um, you know, when people start to get trapped in their own feeling sorry for themselves stuff, how have you come out of situations before that have been kind of like overwhelming at the time. You're like, I am never going to get out of this. I'm never going to recover. How can I bounce back? I mean, what have you, what kind of advice have you been given or told yourself?
2: Well, I just kind of had to dig deep and kind of do it myself. I didn't want to burden my parents back home in Ohio. They couldn't help through, you know, anything. Right. Probably more the time that I was 40, getting a divorce, um, you know, in a marriage for 14 years and had a kid. And just, I really just had a good cry in the shower, and I've always taken the thinking that things will look better in the morning. No matter how dark it looks at night, when you wake up, something's gonna be, you know, whether it's a, it's an inner strength, it's higher power, whatever it is, something's gonna see you through it. I agree.
0: And to have that kind of clarity uh, and pass it on to me, someone who is the queen of freaking out and not settling down (laughs) and getting so hyped and so worked up over things um i think it kind of started hitting when uh i got off social media for a month last year Mm -hmm. just how toxic it can be Mm -hmm. to your mental health Mm -hmm. and how uh it can just be overwhelming to the point where i haven't shared any of my actual life Like, my day-to-day real life on social media in years. You know, I used to complain Mm -hmm. about stuff. Like, 2014 Mm -hmm. is when I started the podcast. I started taking advice from people saying, okay, I'll be more of a brand. I'll be less of an actual person. And kind of remove that side to it. How do you handle all the shit that I say on a daily basis? You're just like, good God, really? Well, I've
2: seen you grow. And it's an emotional grow also that has been... It helps me not worry as much. And so I just, I think our relationship's gotten better because the lack of worry so much. I mean, it started at early age.
0: That's why everyone, (laughs) like literally on Twitter, everyone, the the single most asked question was, when did you know this was going to be a problem? Meaning me.
2: Yeah. I think it was back to high school, right? About high school time. And you and Aaron, the Wildcats. That That late? It took you that long? No, I mean, I I knew before that. But I mean, because. Because it was mainly you and your dad. And then right. it was just like, whoa, you know. I, a, I not yeah. only have one child, I probably have two. <laughs> yep, you sure do. And watching your daughter drive off on the weekends, you know, and it's
0: just like, oh, my Do-do-do-do. god, Here we go. <laughs> uh, your daughter's in Manhattan, Kansas. Oh, good.
1: Yes. So glad to hear yeah. that. I wasn't so-
0: arrested i was
2: just why well, i was always trying to find out and i that's probably something i should tell my 30 year old self is
0: you don't know where your kid is don't worry
2: about it no. oh okay
0: <laughs> well in that case really glad i made it out of that one no but that's it like nowadays you can like you at any given point can track me and find where i am yeah if that's somebody true and so it's like the 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 era of privacy is gone but i still feel like kids do dumb shit oh they, they just are smarter about it but everyone's always evolving yeah, yeah. did you ever sneak out of the house no, what? I don't think I ever did. Oh hell no! What? Like that's what hell I don't know. understand. Because I'm like, I'm I'm trying to figure out like in the spiritual world of things how I fit into coming back into your life. Like I don't think I'm karma for you because you didn't do anything <laughs> wrong. Like, you've been a saint. Well,
2: not really. I mean, you know, I I lived at home till I was like 21 or something like that. But I was working. I had a had a job. Went there every day. They put my Bedroom downstairs, because my other two sisters were in high school. Yeah. And I was coming home. Late at night. Late at night. A little and, bit drunk. Uh, or whatever. No, yeah. And uh, so I just, sne- you know, but it just, I stayed within the boundaries, could do what I wanted in between the boundaries, yeah. and they
0: wouldn't look. So right. It it's was, a harmless existence.
2: I just figured that out at an early age,
0: unlike other people I know. But I could not sneak out of your house there's no way probably no the one here on yeah. yeah no yeah. but the, not so much there's probably absolutely not. no way I'd be well you like, just
2: never came home
0: <laughs> yeah and then i was just be like I'm, at house. <laughs> I'm somewhere yeah having I'm uh, with a part my of my dad crime like that and she was shadier than i was and it's weird it's oh. like what come on <laughs> she's not, like we haven't talked in years but it's like it's so funny to me because those friendships over the years uh i could tell the people that you liked i could tell the people you didn't like um I'm nervous about having uh, other kids around because I I really like other kids. Like, I like my – anytime other kids around, I feel like it's a good energy, but like the parents, I'm worried about dealing with them. So it's like, all right, so what? We're all in a pandemic. Now you can't have friends. Awful. And now everyone's going to be online being fucking weirdos. That's scary. I feel like I was the generation – you raised the first generation of online people, people that knew how to communicate. You were texting. Yeah. You were texting in bed. Click, 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 never, click,
2: click, never, click. never, never, never. You know, didn't a real even go. <laughs> a real door. You had shutter doors. I had
0: shutter doors, and I will forever remember that I never had a real door. Traumatized. Traumatized. Seriously. I was it's so much trauma. Absolutely not. Um the summer that I think things kind of got crazy was when I got a car. I think we can oh, all yeah. agree. I was working <laughs> at Mr. Bulky's. Oh <laughs> yeah. And then I got a car. That was that was when the only CD it came with was at Guns and Roses Appetite for Destruction, and I listened to it on repeat. So I think when I went to that concert in 2016, I think yeah, 2016, it was like this huge moment. It was like, oh my God, this is like my summer all over again. But no, love them. Uh, my first concert was In Sync, and then the second one was Van Halen. Um, but the Van Halen when I was working security with the rugby team. <laughs> I feel like I grew up hey. with a rugby team or with my dad. Yeah. I got He told me when I was two and a half, I got alcohol poisoning. Is this true? No. He said I was hungover and I was vomiting one morning because he let me drink an entire beer at a poker game.
2: Why would you ever go? At two and a half, you I, were still living under our roof well you know? two
0: and a half i was a, in diapers i think oh my i don't know gosh. that's what he told me he said well no. yeah you got alcohol
2: poison when you're a kid yeah, he must be talking about somebody I else. i feel like
0: we should just have a podcast of MythBusters steve edition oh my gosh yeah because uh last night i tweeted out that because uh, dad has this very descriptive story about how his license plate was stolen by timothy mcveigh before the oklahoma city bombings and then <laughs> he didn't notice his license plate had been switched and then he was outside alpha graphics which we all know what that meant Mm -hmm. (laughs) steve um that's how we have jordan it's great uh and i freaking love the fact that he dropped this bombshell on me literally of yeah well tim mcveigh stole my license plate before he took the van so fbi was outside Alpha graphics one night i came out to my car and they're like sir is this your car it's been involved in Oklahoma, <laughs> and they're like, I was like, what? This is a story. So, if you haven't heard it, I'm really excited to hear it now. I have never. heard There's some heard details it. or something I don't fucking know. All I remember is that day was terrifying, um, and I think it was at Brookridge Day School when that oh, happened. Okay. I remember you came to get me from school. You know, okay. You had, and it was just a. It was a really eerie day. So. Um, yeah a good way to put it but the whole i was just like there's no fucking way and those stories like he has so many fucking stories so to get through them all i feel like we're gonna have to have like double episodes with him but i feel like you you're just uh you're a breath of fresh air when it comes to uh my like my background my childhood everything else i feel like you gave me everything that i could possibly want and ask for you also showed me how to be a hard-working single mom and you did it without, like, dating and being, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you find – because that's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so social, and I'm so, like, on the go. Mm-hmm. I fall into relationships. Like, I don't mean to date somebody. I end up mm-hmm. doing like the puppy situation. We all know what that happened and ended with. We don't need to go there. But it's, like, things like that. I'm just so eager to be, like, oh, my gosh, love me. But then at the same time, I'm, like, no, don't. I'm, I have so many walls built up. How did you go – all those years raising a teenager, doing all that, you just did a date. You had no. You were just working. No,
2: outside. just working, and we had work that involved weekends sometimes when we had cutovers, and um, so you know, I got Mrs. Morrison to help me out when I traveled and did Dana. big projects. Yeah, Dana? Dana down Nashville, and you know, there was a lot to work on, and there was my job. You know, you obviously getting along with your dad, and we made a point of getting along, and, you know, it took several years, but, I mean, we ended up vacationing with you, and, and I thought, and, and one of the doctors through therapy, you know, afterwards, um, said the biggest thing you could give your daughter is every time I say something negative, it hurts your heart, so just try to be, (laughs) <laughs> the most More.
0: positive beam of sunshine <laughs> that's what
2: she yeah. was yeah so I mean we both had to work on them there were good days and not good days but
0: yeah a lot of people don't understand that because they see our family holidays and stuff that of course I'll put on social media yeah. and they are like don't yeah. put this on the internet
2: well, even, yeah, with Jim, I explained to him. Okay.
0: <laughs> How do you have that conversation <laughs> with someone? Look. So not only my daughter, my life, the, <laughs> Jim is my daughter.
2: Jim's the best. One
0: of Absolutely. the few
2: men I dated. But I just waited till you were gone, you know, in college. It's mm-hmm. like, why bring all this? I didn't, I didn't want to be drama, but. Yeah. How do I make plans on, a, you know, when you would pop up and say, oh, mom, I have this or that on Friday or Saturday night. And it's like...
0: And cross too, for the and majority. And I kind of believe,
2: yeah. you know, in my core of cores, that kids don't have any reasoning till they're 18, 19. I mean, you're making crazy, crazy decisions and all that stuff. I've been and, for that. And um, I just thought it was important to be around those years. You ready i these? agree these are I oh my gosh
0: this is uh, but this is the sh- this is the question you didn't answer because you're like oh yeah you were in an handful and you did you were a handful in high school like you had to there had to been moments throughout my childhood all right because
2: i was a sweetheart all right. right all right there i was a sweet girl yes for the most part yes but, you were well, preschool you were sweet how sweet How sweet. a new kid would come in, and and you would help them out or something. You just had those instincts that the teachers would mention to me, and it always makes a mom's heart feel good. But um, I think when I knew you were going to be a handful was at four and a half. And I remember the day. And there was magazines, and you started to read the cover of a woman's magazine that... I, it blew me away, and it's like, well, she doesn't even know what that word means. <laughs> Why is she? And it was like, so I think if you were there, I probably would have turned the magazine over and would have been putting all the other magazines on top of it. Because it was inappropriate. I'm it sure. would have been like a Lucille Ball. No, not really, but for the Times... Yeah, it was like mature for... Yeah, I don't know. How to make your rule. man have I you know, I have no idea what Good it news, was. Good news.
0: I still don't know. I'm still simple. <laughs> well. So here we are. <laughs> I jumped. Yes, I should. If you wouldn't let me read the article, maybe my life wouldn't be such a at fucking four mess. four and a half. I at never thought of half. it that way.
2: You got to start somewhere, right? Okay. Does that answer I the question? I don't... I guess
0: so. So I was reading at the age of four and a half, which would terrify most people. Right. Um, I feel like a lot of kids these days are just addicted to, like, electronics and stuff, so I can understand.
2: You just did the normal things, and you just were, you know, I could dress you anyway. You weren't fancy. We didn't put the bows in your hair. I didn't drive a minivan. I mean, we just, we did horses. We did, I mean, horses I were tried. A lot of fun. Yeah. And it was just you and me in the barn, no phones. You know, there were no phones really back then anyway. But right. I felt I could get away from Whether it was things with your dad that, you know, we had to discuss or, you know, work, schooling, or, you know, whatever. I was not exactly
0: an easy student either.
2: No, but that was the interesting thing is (laughs) you masked with your intelligence. You masked some of the problems you had until you got to the...
0: I got to a breaking point, I think, when I came back from boarding school uh, yeah. I was really embarrassed, most oh, of all. Yeah. I was asked to leave the property of oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. the boarding school that I was really excited about leaving for. But then I think, like, being a free-range chicken before boarding school really fucked with me. I think if I would have gone in as a freshman, yes. I would have been okay. Yes, I definitely. Um, because, like, my freedom level. I, and I didn't really, I, I, someone, I think it was Tiffany down in North Carolina, when I went down to drinking Broettes, she called me a free spirit. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Because I always feel like bogged down, very responsible on certain levels. But now that I have kids and stuff, I feel mm-hmm. like I can't be a free spirit. Sure, but I still am, and you are too, in a lot of ways. True, like we get I'm that from each other. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I feel like I—I I mean, in that 15 years, or where you know we're going back to that. But you, you know, you had to look at what mistakes you made and change them, and then like yourself. Mm-hmm. That
0: was a biggie. It wasn't easy um, to raise a daughter, especially on your own, someone that was so headstrong and going to do whatever the hell they wanted anyways. Um, and that's another question. I mean, literally all these questions from people are just like, how did you put up with me? Um, another one. This is a good one. Okay. It breaks up the monotony of this a little all bit. Right. Janet, is it true that you're a majority shareholder of the peanut? <laughs> oh, can't comment uh-oh Uh oh! controversy <laughs> how much do you love patrick mahomes oh near and dear oh more than me probably by far. Oh, yeah. yeah Easily. oh yeah
2: i mean the whole city does the whole city I mean, the whole city and I you mean, lived through just... a lot of different quarterbacks oh my god
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> a few yes and the daryl family going back to 1969 when they were season holders yep And you know, it's just like you live and breathe, and then it's just like, oh, it's kind of that. Also,
0: has a story about how he used to cut Hank Stram's yard mowing. But if we know dad, I don't think he ever did manual labor (laughs) until he was (laughs) until he thought it would help him build muscle. I think is when he decided, I'm gonna do construction so I can beef up. Like, I don't think he actually ever did it because he was charitable or anything, but I think it's just kind of like the neighborhood folklore. You know, you all went and offered to mow Hank Stram's lawn and when he was a kid, not when, he, when we were adults. Well, I know, but like oh, okay. when he was a kid, I still don't see him being like. I think they were a little bit <laughs> waited on to the point where I don't really Maybe see a homeboy was Hank's out there, mother. <laughs> like it. I'm like, I don't see you uh, actually helping in that way. But sure, well, he probably uh, hired
2: someone to do right. It. Like let's
0: just let's just hire someone to do this for me. Uh But that's like. You know, all the practical stuff, funny. the renovations over the years. Oh, My, yeah. You move fast. Like you move houses like you're on the fucking run, right? Are you? Are you running from no, the law for some reason? No, no, no. Moved every two years? No. We stayed in on how from, from when I was a freshman to when I was out of the house? So, oh, like yeah, four years? Five years ago
2: or six yeah, years ago or then, so. But, but I it. would fix things up and then sell them. So that's, and that's what I did on the weekends to keep my sanity. Destroy things and build them again. Yeah. I, I like it. to paint. and
0: Yeah. And you're, oh, the houses always looked great. They were always tremendous. Um, moving around <laughs> it was so much fun.
2: Well, we moved to Nashville for my job. Huh?
0: Yeah, People, they're yeah. Um, surprisingly still weirdly racist. Strange, right? Oh, gosh. I mean, we haven't been back in years. No, but... I went back, and I can say that nothing, like, the, the schools have just gotten weirdly worse. The neighborhood that we lived in was weirdly vacant. Um, oh, wow. And just, like, it was just really strange to okay. see it. in Antioch's completely different than it was. Um, but, like, moving around like that, um, being all the, all over That's the right. place. Then
2: we came back, and we rented a house for a little bit until mm-hmm. I like could... Because I didn't sell my house in Nashville for a while, so yeah. we had to rent until that sold, and then I bought another
0: house. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess we we're moving. A you're little a bit. free spirit, though. Yeah. If it, you want to do something, you're going to do it. There's not. That's gonna, true. You put your mind to something, it's going to get done. Um, and you've always been that way. And I, I'd like to say that some of my hard headedness comes from that. But with friendships and stuff, you see me over the years get super involved in friendships, kind of wane in and out of them, kind of like. I get very much, I want to save people. I want to help people. And I feel like you were kind of the same way. You wanted to help people, wanted Mm -hmm. to get them on their feet. And you always had a soft spot for people as much as you don't anymore. Next question. Next question. No. Wow. Okay, we got our first next question. It had nothing to do with me being naked on the internet. Oh gosh. Uh oh. Here we go. Here That's we go. That's a whole nother session. Um, what is your favorite thing about being the mother of Notorious Gads? Oh. That's... There's a lot of proud moments.
2: I mean, there are. I mean, it's been a learning experience for you, but the charity work you do and um, a few of the friends you've made are are really
0: genuine great people, and and more than a few. Mm -hmm. I feel um, like people kind of flit in and out of each other's lives at certain times for different reasons. And
2: we're totally different people, too. Yeah. I mean, you... Maybe we should talk about that a little bit. have a hundred friends, and I'll have two, you know, and be happy and think the world of it. I mean, we're just... What is it? Our stars are different? You're
0: Capricorn, Sun, Sagittarius, Moon, Gemini, Rising. So you're just, like, all over the place. You want to be that normal responsible um adult because that's what you know and that's what you've mm-hmm. known and the authoritarian kind of mother role mm-hmm. and then you have sagittarius moon which means your emotions are kind of attached to adventure and experiences mm-hmm. um and then you have gemini rising which means you're just a two-faced busy buddy and you're the worst <laughs> no i'm a gemini moon so i feel like you're gemini rising and my gemini moon uh kind of so... match up there and just square off Like it's battle of like, so
2: when the moon comes out, you're getting up. And when the sun comes up, I'm getting up. So we
0: never, that's not (laughs) it at all, but I I appreciate you trying to understand astrology, (laughs) but that came out of nowhere too. Like I got sick and I've been sick on and off, uh, different periods of my life. And every time that I've been sick, um, I come out of it different. When I had mono, Mm -hmm. uh, in my teenage years, I was, I went in this fearless, like, athlete that would just like dominate and i was ball busting and i came out and i'm like i was reserved i was scared of getting hurt i was scared of getting injured um well you could have been injured really when you're dealing with the spleen (laughs) yeah i could have died yeah so i would go to practice though still because i didn't know any different yeah i just would go uh then when i went to sporting school my knee was all messed up and i couldn't Mm. run on it and then i just got really lazy and really complacent and it's just like Came back, found out ADHD was a thing. So, that's kind of what we were circling that's back where to. We, that's yeah, where we left that's off. That's where we left off. Okay. Um, we had to kind of work through that. that. that yeah. Discovering that I had ADHD was like, holy shit, I'm not just like lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because my test scores were always off the charts.
2: Oh, yeah. English. Not to brag. Even though I, you know, the speech impediment, you already covered that. When so.
0: I kind of did, but like, I don't really, because I thought I was deaf,
2: right? Like, Oh they No,
0: they just go through that
2: testing they went process. Through, okay. so that's that was, what they do. Okay. That's what see, dad
0: told me. So once again, I don't fucking know what I did during my childhood. No. <laughs> you ask different... your dad to make I questions. Asked, because <laughs> I think he just makes shit up. I think he'll just be like, yeah, actually, that was it. Uh-huh. And then he mm-hmm. just goes back to doing whatever he wants just so... It was, no, like, that's it just made. part
2: of the process.
0: Yeah. But a teacher came to me, third
2: grade maybe, okay. and just said, I can't understand her. And, of course, I'm with you all the time. Mm-hmm. And... You know, speech therapy was available, so... Yeah, it works. Yeah, you worked hard at
0: it. It was the one thing that I think um, I was... So, Chiron is your wounded healer in astrology, right? So, Chiron, it shows where you're going to have the most, like, needs for healing and uh, places of your life that you really need help. My Chiron's in Gemini, communication, in the 12th house, subconscious. It's subconscious, speech impediment, communication. So, it's wild that... I had that. Mm-hmm. Um, Dad's is actually in... Uh, I can't remember what placement it is, but it's the placement of issues with stepping out of your parents' shadow. Mm. So that's pretty strong. And we'll, yeah. oh, I'll talk to him about sure. that a little bit because he doesn't believe any of that shit. I still don't think he thinks that I have ADHD. He just thinks that I could probably use some more coffee no, in the morning. No, gosh, like, I don't know. I think he's no. such a machine and a robot when it comes to work. And you put so much into your work and your relationships when you are working. So when you lost your job, that was a huge loss of identity, wasn't oh, it? Oh gosh. Because you yeah. were your work.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, not climbing the ladder, but just, but but I was always given the opportunity to learn new technology, and that was the thing that was so fascinating, and and just kept us as a team together learning and re re what is that word that you just uh Uh,
0: rebuilding or rewiring or
2: yourselves to you know to go from one thing to the next to the next i can't think of the word i think it's
0: almost like learning Um... yeah
2: but that you know you just had to stay current and everybody does it everybody does it today but yeah it was the people it was the whole environment what were those
0: those those like I, i don't know how to ask this like what were those ebbs and flows like? When you were truly going through it when you were like, holy shit, I lost the one thing that I know that I do every day and you're such a routine driven person too. <laughs> that would have been difficult. Yeah. Is that when you discovered weed? No,
2: it was long <laughs> <next before> question. <laughs> we're not going into Absolutely that. Absolutely <laughs> do not smoke. I don't, the know, what weed. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I mean, I
0: think we all know when I discovered weed, but that's okay. When did you truly discover weight? When did I? I, The first time I smoked it, I was 14, and we smoked it out of a notebook paper and tried to roll (laughs) it as a joint in a piece of notebook paper. And we passed out on the lawn because Aaron's parents' front lawn because I think the chemicals in the paper got us (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) like i don't even think it was, like, the weed was not that strong the weed that we smoked back then was like the worst oh my absolutely it oh was so bad gosh. it was like that weed you had at thanksgiving uh speaking of which kovac wants to know if he's invited to thanksgiving this year well i think
2: we're in our house and uh
0: yeah you know if people can gather we will be gathering right if it's safe obviously but we live one day at a time now I know. and it's weird because even yesterday i'm like we'll just see where we're at tomorrow We'll just see wow. if we can do this wow. tomorrow. Like, yeah. Who the fuck? You know that I have yeah. been planning my life out day by day by day, week at a time right. since 2016. All right. That's how I live. That's how I operate. I'm insane. Where did I get it from? Oh, I know. No. <laughs> I don't know anything. Steve doesn't that. use a planner. So, miss, I have 40 planners. Ooh. And 40 in, lists. And sticky notes <laughs> all over the place. I just remember these tiny post-it notes with this tiny elf handwriting, this <laughs> Like tiny like if I feel like if you thought if you wrote smaller, the list wouldn't be all over the place and like chaotic when there's like forty tiny handwriting notes everywhere.
2: Well, I probably just wanted it to cover up one day. I didn't want it to cover up all yeah, my yeah, other days yeah. that I had writing in that there. Makes so it's fucking strange. It's Who
0: okay. I right. and I think like having that day by day thing, it slows us down. It makes you and I communicate a lot more. I FaceTime you every day. Yeah. Um, some like might it. say that that's overbearing. I say it's love. Yeah. How how has it changed in the last few years with uh I guess since you haven't been working a traditional job, have mm-hmm. you explored new hobbies? I know that you love antiques. That's what you're doing now. Oh, yeah. What yeah. Do you, what what is that? Are you just collecting old shitty furniture and no, reselling it to people? No,
2: just cool things
0: and reselling. What are cool things? Like Like
2: wire cages and I made a dinosaur lamp for the kids. You did. That was really cool. Glued all these. And I have another bag of dinosaur plastic things and then put it to the base of the lamp and create, I mean, you know, it's, um, you know, I have a booth where I resell. Good things, yeah, and um, things since we moved that no longer in the house or up to date things. You and always have treasures, though. I do.
0: You had a workshop at your I old love. house, you had a literally a subterranean workshop. I did with like workbench lights all oh, over, yeah. and just stuff everywhere. Yeah, but it's never but stuff that you actually houses
2: but i have my one guilty pleasure right, and i and just, just love my workbench
0: trinkets oh yeah just, yeah we, i got beads little, for a long time
2: yeah i did glass beads and still have those you know i can incorporate them in something and
0: um you got just, a newborn mm-hmm. stella yeah the world's cutest dog yes, although yes, you guys hate yes. her oh no we love her uh 12 o'clock in the morning stella's barking do you wish, wow, I wish Gracie would just take her for a night.
2: No, she didn't bark. Okay, fine. She'll
0: whimper when she's she has to go that. outside, so she's she's good. We've had a lot of, uh, we've only had a few animals, not a lot of animals. We, we didn't had, have. We had Sydney, our the dog. Yeah.
2: The l- you little, little pup. We're coming home from the bus. Yep. In middle school, I decided You begged me for a dog, and I held out till 7th or 8th grade. It was 7th
0: grade because Sydney was born in 2000, the Olympics. Okay, yeah, that's right. Um, And then you got me a horse before that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Every girl needs a horse. (laughs) Who would have known that? Like, that was the greatest thing. Like, to this day, like, this is something I don't think people understand. No one surprises me, ever. Like, I have not been surprised ever in my life. I know when people are up to something, I can feel it. Damn. Um, and no one really cares about me that much to throw a surprise oh. party. Just throwing shade at my friends. It's fine. Um, but no one ever surprises me because I'm a very not easily surprised person. I feel like I have like instincts. So we go up to Joyce's farm. Right. And your friend Teresa was up there and she had had horses, uh, with Joyce. Cause that was her aunt. Right. Right. And so right. Teresa was like, Hey, uh, there's this horse, perfect gelding, um, and I was looking around the barn, I'm like, oh, cool, I love horses. But I am—I was so used to going to horse shows. My mm-hmm. grandpa's the real reason mm-hmm. that I became obsessed with horses, let's oh, be yeah. honest. There is yeah. a video, and I'm going to try and find – she won't give me my childhood videos and photos. This one won't. Because uh, yeah. I think you think I'm just going to make it into a vanity project, which I totally would. So yeah, thank you for that. Exactly. Um, Some things are private. There's a, there's a video of me being walked around the yard Uh, At this pony farm or this like horse farm. Yeah, Ingwood Dam. Yeah, Ingwood Dam. And my grandpa's walking me around in circles, and I am having the time of my life. (laughs) Oh boy. It was a great big field. It was huge. It was this huge. And it was like, you would literally see him walking and talking all the way around it. And he's just like, Here we go. And the next thing you know, Grandma surprised me by taking us to the uh, Ohio State Fair. Right. um, And they had peanut butter ice cream. Dayton Dayton, horse show. Dayton horse show. Not the Ohio State. I thought it was the state fair. We didn't. Yeah, it was over in Columbus. But yeah, the Dayton horse show. There's so many types of horses. I was absolutely excited. There was peanut butter ice cream. That's what I remember. And cotton candy, because we obviously had to have that. You
2: saved that horse show program. Forever. I did.
0: I think I like it's somewhere. Like yeah, I know no, that like I, it's gone now. Okay, well, clearly now. my hoarding tendencies aren't welcome in this household. <laughs> Cancer rising, that's my mm. life. Gemini rising, she's chaotic. Let's just keep that in mind. Um, so that obsession started by grandpa Davis walking me around sure. this big old paddock on this probably close to death pony. He did not look good. Um and this this obsession came naturally and was like I want to ride those. I want to I want to be a part of this. And you're like these animals are terrifying. Every time I would go on a, a lesson oh, or something, did. dad would be like this horse can kill you. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you know this. I've been thrown into a rose bush on a mule once. I'm like, what the fuck? Dad, shut up. Um, but I, for some reason, I just, I loved them, and you, yeah, yeah. I remember, and I don't know if you remember saying this, you might've been just like off in your own little world, but we were watching, um, men's soccer. I think it was either 96 or 97. It was like the Olympics and the men's team. And you're like, these, you said something about these soccer players remind you of the horses with their muscles being so ridiculously like, and just being able to stop and start and mm-hmm. stop. And like the way that they can control mm-hmm. that, it was like a really great observation um and i did try soccer too oh yeah that wasn't nearly as much yeah. of a yeah the prairie panthers were like oh and you know 48 right yeah.
2: but it was just my idea was to you played you know you, you were with your tomahawk friends so then i had you play soccer with prairie village girls you played lacrosse with pembroke girls yeah I mean, why was
0: that why did you never just like just
2: so you meet, I mean, you know. Okay. Your world isn't just Yeah, Pembroke was exciting.
0: Um I had no idea <laughs> I didn't either. I, I learned was a lot. I thought I was fat then. Okay. I was like 180 pounds, solid muscle. Oh, I was maybe ten percent body fat, right? I was just five nine. Oh, I was 5'9", 180, and I was like completely solid muscle. But fender. in my mind, because I was around those girls that were like way thin, um like, tennis players big. and shit, right? They were tiny. Oh. Uh, but I was just like, oh, my God. These women are Barbie dolls. Like, they looked like that, though. And they looked like that from the get-go. I was like, huh, okay. So we got that reputation uh, whenever we played lacrosse somewhere. People called us skanks because our like <laughs> no, our I skirts knew, were really short. Because yeah. um, we were, like, the new brand of warrior lacrosse because oh, our coach was from Princeton. Right. And so she that's got all right. the newer stuff. And so we got all this, like, really, like, brand-new, like, cutting-edge lacrosse gear. And people just did not like that. We traveled all around St. Louis. That was so much right. fun. Had a blast doing that. I went through a phase that I don't really understand. I discovered rap out of nowhere. Do you remember that? And I started yes. wearing track suits early, every day. early, early, early. Like uh-huh. 14. 50 Cent? It was, it was the very first rap song um, that I ever heard was Lay Okay. It was Nate Dogg, Snoop Dogg. Okay. Uh, and it, it was very vulgar. <laughs> It was horrible. Like, I should not have been listening to that at 14, but I did, anyways. And of course. burning discs? And burning, yeah, LimeWire. Yeah. Um, oh,
2: that's right. Yeah.
0: Napster was never really my thing, uh, but LimeWire was. Yes. And so I'd burn all these CDs. I'd have, like, my. I was always wearing my CD player, always had a Walkman on. It was so annoying. I still have headphones. I still listen yeah, to music the all the time. this
2: music? I mean, it's, it's a way for a kid to.
0: I wasn't boy crazy grow up. then. Then. Uh, <laughs> I think, like, later like early college years for sure and then i was like yeah i'm over it i went off did the horse thing for a while because i mean i made a career out of it so it's not like yeah, you spent all those true. time like all the time in a barn and all those years around horse shit for no reason camp, uh it was camp biota camp biota was great uh Camp can yeah that too so i mean all horse related it was all it was all just really i mean i had a great childhood Okay. And uh it was fun to grow up with you guys kind of like encouraging my bullshit versus trying to squelch it, whatever. But uh, you guys always encouraged me to chase after my dreams. And so this era of my life, have there been a lot more proud moments before I went into the sports media route or were they a lot afterwards too? Are you happy that I'm here?
2: Yeah. I mean, there
0: was focus
2: and, you know, I was thrilled when you came back and went went back to K-State. And yeah, what,
0: what caused... Because that was another question. Nick Leckie uh, does a podcast. He did a podcast with uh, the Chiefs, with BJ Kissel. And he's like, what influenced the K-State decision? Because
2: Well, you weren't making any money and working really crazy hours in the horse business yeah. down in Arizona. And that was... I mean, housing was, was expensive down there. But, mm-hmm. you know, horse people would... Would help you out, but I think you saw that wasn't going to be right forever. I didn't feel like
0: safe any one spot. That's true. um, Because at any given time, I was working out a deal where I worked, and then I would have housing and X amount of expenses covered, and then I get like a hundred bucks a week, and I'm like, "Cool, sounds great." Which I mean,
2: yeah. So we made a deal with you to go back to school, and we'd help you out in some ways, and I thought that was. That was great. And so. K State
0: just seemed more natural than. Oh yeah. KU, when... K- Lawrence was never really my city. I went there a couple times. I had friends there. I had tons of friends that went to KU. Sure. I just didn't really sure. see it as my scene. Your um, dad
2: was big on KU, but right. You know, you made your own decision and well was dad like didn't Seth go there didn't... it's not like he could say anything about no, it yeah but didn't his dad go there yeah yeah med school med and then, school
0: and then um i'm
2: probably he followed their basketball or something i'm sure yeah because 2008 many, i was many, in many
0: burbank and so that's when i was uh oh, that's right that's when the ku um won national championship so i was that's like oh cool true. i had a shirt on and everything and i was out right. at the la equestrian center um and that was a weird that was a weird bit but like Coming back to Kansas City and K-State seemed natural because K-State, like, I grew up a KU fan, so K-State wasn't, I kind of made fun of K-State a lot, but going there, I think you kind of experienced, like, the family Mm -hmm. vibe Mm -hmm. um, and me being big fish in a big pond here in Kansas City versus me being big fish in a small pond in Manhattan was, like, I mean, it just felt like night and day, so I think that was a huge part of my formative years for sure. Um, and then coming back to Kansas City, you know, uh, family's always going to be here. Family's incredible. Kansas City is home though. Yeah. Um, love Kansas City. It's Everybody hard. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah. It's hard for me to imagine being anywhere else, you know, uh, being raised here was probably one of the best experience of my life. And I appreciate you even like, uh, providing that lifestyle. You know, it's not that, um, this character that I built up Gat is kind of a pain in the ass. I don't know if you've caught onto that, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> there's
2: definitely and, and there should be
0: two different people but it's hard for mother to keep that in mind sometimes and you listen to my first podcast and I just said fuck it I'm gonna do it live after I made Sarah come over and record all that <laughs> shit I was so surprised that she didn't murder me like when she's like hey I'm gonna come over Tuesday and work from the office I'm like cool I'm sorry for everything I put you through because I wasn't comfortable I was like mm-hmm. I'm gonna be on the microphone again oh shit I was sitting in that chair like hello it's cat." <laughs> welcome back in um Mm. and so just ripping off the band-aid going straight into it that's what I'm known for that's what I'm best at and so I think that's what I had to do when I came back to Kansas City was like all right I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck up a little bit I'm gonna figure out what I don't want to do and then you come back to
2: you know yeah it'll take off I mean you're you're going the right direction I think
0: for for you that's that's a very big statement. I appreciate that. You're Thank you so much. We're gonna take a short break, and after this, we're gonna get back to some current questions, some more fun stuff, and then we'll let Janet escape finally. Okay. Who's one of your favorite Hollywood, like not Hollywood, but like famous people? Do you have you ever liked anybody? Martha Stewart? I like. Hmm, that's a good question. I
2: don't idolize. I mean, I I think the world i mean you know lady gaga or things like that i mean you know cool people Cool people no madonna no
0: (laughs) yeah do you share the same hatred that steve does for madonna because his facebook statuses are hilarious about madonna he hates madonna he loves lady gaga because he thinks that she's ahead of his comments about oh he makes full-on facebook rants to the point where kovac has been like yo I didn't realize Steve hated Madonna so much. I'm like, I didn't realize that either uh, until he's like, "Madonna's a low life piece of scum. She could learn something from Lady Gaga." I'm like, "Wow!" Wow. I mean, I agree. I guess I've seen him go off on I don't know what a it. lot of things. He goes yes. off on a lot. He he blocked you at one point. Our family is very good at blocking each other randomly, me mostly, on different social media and phone numbers. So, like, when people get mad that I have blocked their phone number, I'm like, I do this to my own mother. Please don't be offended. And it's not like I'm bragging about mistreating you. Sometimes we're just too toxic for each other, and we're both, Mm -hmm. like, at each other's throats, so it's not fun. Um, No, I worry less if I don't see. Yeah, you do. I'm a lot. I'm a lot to deal with. I know this. Uh, as As recently as a couple weeks ago, I had somebody tell me to tone it back.
2: Yeah, tone I like it that. Down,
0: tone it back. I think
2: I wish I would have learned that <laughs> twenty years ago.
0: Yeah, tone it back, child. Tone it back. Um, I do really well at toning it back. Now I do. I like to think I do. Um, no, it's been 2 weeks. I still need reminders. I still need people to keep me on track. And that's what I think that you do a great job of where where dad hypes me up to a point where he's like, "Well, holy shit, look at you." You're like, mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I still remember the good old days." Um, but you're you're mm. you've had some proud moments over the years. We alluded oh, to that. Definitely. Um, is are there any proud moments before that have nothing to do with like my career stuff or Me just getting better, I think, in general. Wow.
2: I mean, certainly there have been. And uh, there were moments that, you know, you going and doing weightlifting, you know, a freshman in high school. You know, I would have been scared to death going into high school. And here you went to summer conditioning with with the the football football team. team. Yeah. yeah, And
0: then... It was just like, one. And there it? was proof because I was on the neighborhood news yes, of the Cancer yes, Star fighting. Yes. I was a poster child of fighting obesity. Because uh, yeah. it said, it was like literally an article about keeping kids active in the summer to combat yeah. obesity. And it here wasn't I am like, my idea. Oh, I know. But I was like, just posing, like, hey, on the <laughs> uh, crunch machine because that's just what I do. Um, and then uh. the guy that I was talking to at the time went to Rockhurst talking to, whatever. We were. In, in the white like, room together. Yeah, and it uh-huh. was like, uh-huh. um, "So you said you're on the cover of the paper, day?" I'm like, do "You not. were on the local." Yeah, the neighborhood news. It was the local. Yeah, of the, the star. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. But I'm like, "Don't go by that newspaper. I look like shit." So, but it said Gracie oh, really? Tarot 14, yeah. Shot a sneeze. what up? I mean, it do? was
2: just things like, "What inspires her to do this?" But you know.
0: A lot of people thought that the Sprotzates thing was actually um, somebody else that created it, and then I just was doing that for oh, fun. Yeah. And people didn't understand that like I created that whole thing—the website, the podcast, setting up the microphones, learning how to use it, all that stuff. But I feel like with the like we were talking about how Dad wasn't the most manly of people to teach me like. Practical things. And you taught me all the renovation stuff. You taught me how to build things, how to set up things, how to learn, how to teach yourself a lot of stuff, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And with the benefits and glory of YouTube, I didn't have to do much. So uh, this whole process has been a crazy one. But you still have, I feel like, positive feelings towards what I've been doing lately. Oh, yes. Yes. This whole podcast was just a giant affirmation of your love for me. That's all it is. Uh, It was... Mm A lot of negotiating. Yeah, I tried your soul for a long time. Um, And I think ideally speaking, you know, when you have a daughter, especially someone that's so strong-willed, you're going to find that they're going to try your patience, of course. Um, I also feel like me being so outspoken and me being so over the top is something that you could never do. Oh, gosh, More would you want to.
2: No. I would never let anybody into my life you know i could not do this no this isn't
0: my bailiwick your what bailiwick bailiwick is this an i learned um what what was it (laughs) squash not, not not squash settle your sea biscuits oh i was never when I heard, heard from that from one. Heather this right. Weekend. Right. Settle your sea biscuits. It's like hold your horses, because she's like, well, people always say sea biscuits the horse. I'm like, but doesn't that sound like hold your horses? And sea biscuits no. a horse. I don't yeah. know. Not very smart. I just a southern know words. Thing, maybe. Yeah. It might be a southern thing. I think the majority of that life and that uh, the stuff that she was say, like the sayings, were all very southern. Mm-hmm. um But no, and being being a parent of someone that is in the public eye on some levels. I mean, you saw me go through the, the ebbs and flows and the heights and the highs and lows of it all. Um, where would you say that I'm gonna be like happiest? If you could, if you could pick something for me to do uh, for the rest of my life, do you think that I found something that is sustainable long-term? Good question. See, these are my stalling tactics too. I don't know if I ever explained to my mom this, but whenever people would be on sports radio shows and I had not done my research or I had, like, been doing something else, like, up until the moment they called I'm like, oh, shit. I'd be like, you know what? That's a great question. <laughs> so I just gave you another 20 <laughs> seconds of time. <laughs> so <laughs> here
2: we are. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to lead into. I know you'll land on your feet.
0: That's, that's the core. And... I mean, define success in your mind.
2: Well, everybody has a different opinion of what success is. So mine is personal. Yours is probably not so personal because you'd tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and you know at the top of your head, you know, what that is to you. Mm-hmm. But um, I just have more tranquil beliefs and thoughts and more humble way
0: to live way more humble yeah
2: so sure. it's hard to express and i didn't get a list of questions before i came here
0: i so. know but like that's also my fault
2: but no i wouldn't want to prepare for it i mean it's if it's something i can discuss i will and and uh it's but an I, honest answer yeah it's just like you
0: land on your feet and every day is a new day every day is a new day and pandemic wise oh, we are living well, it yeah I mean, my, my end goal with this is to highlight voices that might not have always gotten the exposure. Um, I think
2: that's, that's the important piece. I, and I didn't mean to interrupt, but please where do. you're going with telling people's stories, I think that is very important.
0: I would like to just address, because I think uh, in a different realm, uh, Grandma Davis is watching this and talking <laughs> mm-hmm. amongst herself, who knows, I have a really funny story to tell you after we are not on camera that happened today. Um, But I think that having a a child like me in your life can be very overwhelming and very over Mm -hmm, the top. mm -hmm. I feel like you might have been that rambunctious, rebellious child on some levels, too. Um, But I think it's really cool no matter what, that like, I would have loved to hear grandma's stories, you know, growing up and the things that, Mm -hmm. because we always have these family stories, right? Mm -hmm. And we've always had them passed down. We know Mm -hmm. about great grandma Grossnickel and how you guys would Mm -hmm. go there. And like, there's a bakery involved and like Mm -hmm. all that cool stuff, right? Imagine people still being able to have their stories and memories shared via video Mm -hmm. and audio to pass down to their family. Mm -hmm. That's my end goal. I want to mm-hmm. be able to share people's stories in their last moments, or maybe not even their last moments, but like moments where they're like super energetic and want to mm-hmm. share. Um, and I want to be a mindful service of being able to share those stories with people. So mm-hmm. I haven't expressed that until this very interview, but that's where I see my media production heading. I, I don't want to focus on sports. I don't want right. to focus on right. the glamorous shit and like the who's who of Kansas City. I've been there, done that. They're not that interesting. mm A lot of rich people are horrible fucking people. I'll just put it that way. Um, But there's also circles that are incredible that have let that have uh, gotten me in to be in the career that I'm in today and people that have let me in and mentored me over the years. So I don't want to say it's all bad, but like to stick on the superficial and topical, it just doesn't seem like me.
2: Yeah, I think there's a big uh, disconnect here. I mean, everybody has their phones. They go to their phones, their phones and phones. And, you know, it's. You know, I want my grandchildren to say, What did you do for fun, grandma? Or, you know, no one really cares about the past. And I don't but there's there's just so many people in Kansas City, mm-hmm. whether it's a sports figure and their special grandma or you know, these are life life stories. And I think they're important for people to hear. And and now the media, I mean, it's something positive, too, to listen to. I mean, I won't watch the news hardly anymore. It's just too depressing or one-sided or two-sided or, you know. And you
0: see people that watch the news and they're so consumed by it that oh, they can't yeah, get out of it. Yeah. They're
2: crazy. I, I mean, I had an aunt that watched the Weather Channel all day long. And now I know why she did that. I mean, it's the only thing to watch it's that's... real you
0: can't you, i mean you can try to fake the weather brian busby <laughs> oh, we were on to you i know i can't help but be uh, a gary Lezak, truth truther forever and always we're you know both this. i know absolutely uh, Buzz bomb we call him and, and that's kind of cool because like yeah. i see the people that i grew up watching on tv because you raised me here in yeah, kansas city yeah. and now like they kind of look at me as a peer Yeah. and i'm like what the well, fuck you
2: know who do you follow i mean i follow sunny and yes, stormy yes or home steel and yep. silver you know yep. i have those on instagram mm-hmm. and they're the best you yeah. know and you see a glimpse of you know whatever but it's it's just it's fun uplifting it's, yeah. yeah it's just like oh, there's a real world out there there you is know?
0: and living through all the tumultuousness I, i'm not discrediting what's going on in this world whatsoever. I I know that you aren't either. Right, Um, right. There's some serious things. There are. And I think that our family, without saying, and I'm just going to speak on this for both of us, um, we have always lived in a world that has been very blended and very um, not based around physical appearance. We've always been, uh, our family is very all over the place. We have all different walks of life. um, And I would have to say that, I'm really, really proud of the way that I was raised and the way that you guys raised me and to understand as much as I did at such an early age without going through any sort of traumatic experiences, um, really says a lot to you guys. And, uh, I think it's incredible that we are in this time now where we all have to slow down and hang out more. Uh, you move closer to me and I think that's for a reason, right? I'm
2: not moving again. You're not,
0: this is (laughs) Jim. I want you to hear this right now. She said it on camera, so therefore she cannot back out. She is not moving again.
2: Right. We thought about. I mean, we thought different city. We thought, you know, we could move anywhere. Where
0: else would you go? Nowhere. Kansas City's home. Yeah, it is. Kansas City forever. I'll be here forever.
2: Well, you were born here too, so it's. I I, I might as well
0: be. You might as well. Yeah the majority of your life has been here yes yes and while i'm here oh yes i don't think i'm gonna go national anytime soon but if i do <laughs> um i'll let you know you'll still be based in kansas i'll City. still be working right here if i go <laughs> national i'm like i can't live, leave all my right. face, i'm sorry all right guys well thank you mom this has been the janet terrell jub do we want to add the davis in there too or no 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 we don't just... need all four of your names <laughs> no. has this been traumatic that's... for you has this been good Traumatic. okay perfect <laughs> wonderful honest answer can't wait to have you back all right guys no. once again no, no i'm not coming back <laughs> i love it all right guys once again for uh for Kansas city podcast network and everyone involved with this daily operation i'd like to say thank you for tuning in and thank you to my lovely mother for being here we love you lots and lots
1: love you too Aww. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball.
0: Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, "15 minutes could save you 15% or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying.
2: The phrase is from Geico because they helped save people money.
0: Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor.
2: Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
1: 911, what's your emergency? Ooh, ooh, that
2: got your Una camioneta que se cruzan las vías y el tren. Ay, Dios mío. Señora, ¿me está diciendo que un tren le pego a una camioneta? Sí. Yo pensé
1: que el que sería cruzar, el hijo iba rápido, creo y después. Ay, Dios mío, qué horror.
0: No puedes saber a qué velocidad viene un tren. Por eso están los señalamientos de advertencia.
1: Obédecelos. Alto. El tren no para. Mensaje de Nitsa.